April 12th, 2020, Easter Sunday. What a time to be alive. Uh, I am not joined by Reed this week. We're going to figure that out next week so he can maybe jump on and uh, review AEW Dynamite with me. I am, however, joined by my lovely wife, Krista, again. Yes. Who I will uh, spit some pro wrestling at. Uh, But I am putting you in charge of reviewing our new feature, uh, Krista on the Big Show Show. Oh, you're going to love that. Uh, Krista is going to review for us, even though we watched the first two episodes of the Big Show show, uh, you're going to run down the first episode for us later in the show. Yeah. Uh, but first, uh, we have AEW Dynamite to get to, and we have Total Bellas Season 5, Episode 2, a episode that felt like it would never end. <laughs> <laughs> first, let's talk about AEW Dynamite from April 8th. Uh, we are at uh, QT Marshall's gym again. They've kind of abandoned social distancing on the show. The people in the quote-unquote crowd are now just kind of like hugging and on top of one another. Uh, But whatever. So the show actually begins in a dark room with an illuminated chair. Jake the Snake enters and sits down, uh, calling out Cody, uh, saying, Hey, you've seen what Lance Archer can do. You might meet up with him in this tournament. Uh, Are you a man or a mouse, etc., etc. Jake the Snake uh, has a long history of substance abuse. Uh, he's been on the ropes, no pun intended, near death multiple times. Uh, a lot of people point to Diamond Dallas Page as being the guy who twice uh, pulled him out of, of some dark times. And uh, poor Jake the Snake now with self-isolation and stuff. Uh, thankfully, he has this show they can they can keep him in the loop with. Uh, but poor guy. And nice to see him, and I hope we see him for many years to come. Uh, and he's been cutting great promos on Dynamite. Top to bottom, Tony Shivani is joined by Chris Jericho on commentary this week, and that's kind of the story of the week for Dynamite, uh, is that Chris Jericho is fantastic on commentary. He is very entertaining on commentating on what's happening in the ring, uh, sometimes to the detriment of the the matches themselves, uh, but overall, it'll be remembered uh, for this commentary. So well done, Chris Jericho. Lance Archer is going to open the action uh, against a jobber whose name I didn't even write down. Uh, some seconds pass in the ring before the blackout, uh, and it is one, two, three. Lance Archer picks up another win in AEW. Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida is next. Um, we're going to also see tonight Kenny and Michael Nakazawa versus the Best Friends. We are going to get a preview of the No Holds Barred match between John Moxley and Jake Hagar coming up next week. And Matt Hardy, we're going to hear from him. And uh, for the main event of the show, we have Cody versus Sean Spears in a TNT Championship match uh, quarterfinal, uh, I believe is what they are. Uh, so that's going to be the first match. Uh, so TNT, uh, the company, not TNA, or whatever <laughs> I was saying last week, the company uh, that's, uh, of course, behind uh, bankrolling, putting on TV this show, has decided they want a championship. They approach them. Uh, let's do a tournament and give away a championship. So uh, It's also good because they don't have any secondary championships. There's the main championship for men and women, and then tag belts, and that's it. Uh, so, Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida is next. Uh, as Krista put it, pushing by the boobs. Lots of pushing by the boobs yeah. in this match. Uh, local jobbers, I wrote, hold Baker at the side of the ring over the guardrail while Sheeta delivers a knee. Sometime after this, uh, Kinsasha or something hits Britt Baker across her, her deviated septum and she just starts bleeding. 
profusely this match in front of no one, uh, which is the worst part. Like, if you're going to get a broken nose or something, at least have there be fans there. Uh, but it was on TV, and the match was pretty good. Hard hidden match. Uh, this this proved it. Uh, she asked for the ref's glove, glove even, uh, so she can do the mandible claw on uh, Sheeta. Vicious knee strike from Sheeta. I have written here. Rough match. Running knee strikes. Uh, Sheeta one two three wins. Britt Baker looking like she got the tar kicked out of her here. Uh, as we yeah. So uh, Sheeta has won eight of her last nine matches. Uh, and that's where we kind of we leave that match. Uh, we go to a vignette backstage. Kenny and Michael uh, Nakazawa appear to be in some kind of trailer or warm-up room or green room of some kind. Um, Michael Nakazawa is saying, hey, Kenny, you know, we've we've tag-teamed for a long time. Uh, and Kenny's like, yeah, what, sh- what should our name be? And Michael Nakazawa feels very strongly that they should be the best friends. And Kenny's like, there already is a best friends. And they're pretty prolific here in AEW. They're well-liked act. Uh, so we can't just name ourselves that. And Michael Nakazawa was like, aren't you a like semi-vice president of this company or something? He's just like, make it happen. Uh, then the best friends come in. Uh, and uh, Orange Cassidy goes into their bathroom or something. Uh, there's some bad blood now that they, they want to take their name. Uh, Look what you've done, Nack, says uh, Kenny. Excalibur, uh, who is the usual play-by-play commentator, uh, joins us with the ranking report. Which, sure, give him something to do. They apparently do a post episode podcast jr excalibur uh and taz uh who are the main commentators they do a taz like the looney tune they do a uh they do (laughs) what does taz have to say about uh all right Uh, after that there's a no holds barred uh vignette there's two of these in the show the first one i felt was a little better uh moxie talks about uh how he hit hagar with his his DDT, his paradigm shift, his finisher, and seconds later, Hagar was standing above him with with his ankle in a lock, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a little humble. He was humbled by this, and that he, uh, well, he's not afraid of Hagar. Again, uh, he does know that th- this guy is dangerous, and uh, it's making a credible match of this. Uh, Hagar is undefeated both in like MMA currently and in AEW, so mm-hmm. it's believable that Hagar could win this championship. Will he? We'll see, but. Um, Cody vs. Sean Spears hype-up vignette. Uh, Spears talks about how there aren't very many firsts left in the wrestling world, and being the first TNT champion would be one such first that he would like. Cody's talking uh, about kind of the whole history between him and Spears with the chair hit on the head, uh, and how Cody, the once very handsome young man, is being slowly disfigured uh, by this new wrestling promotion. Best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent and Orange Cassidy freshly squeezed out... uh, so, Kenny Omega and Nakazawa, Michael Nakazawa come out here, and this match is uh, a little hokey. It's it's a little bit uh, too much comedy, and most all of that comedy stems from one Michael Nakazawa. And in front of a group of fans, this match being incorporated would be fine. They'd put it over. But in a, an empty place, it ru- just kind of ruins the match, unfortunately. Uh and uh, so there, there's Chris Jericho on commentator. Commentary is just kind of like he's just like the the warm butter over all of this show. Is that nothing can ever get too bad because because Jericho's there for us. Is that the man with the olive oil? No, bo- the baby, baby oil. oil. Yes, baby oil? yes, Michael Nakazawa. Mm. Uh, so uh, Chris Jericho says that the oil is obvious. He's like obviously <laughs> carrying this oil to the ring with him, uh, and that he should be able to hide it on his person. And Chris Jericho says if you searched him. Uh, you would find, for one, a fork and some brass knuckles. 
at which point Jericho says he's not above stabbing a bitch with a fork if he has to. Uh, Jericho's saying, you know, have a little tact. Hide your hide your gimmicks. How you do it Great shit. Uh, Spears is at ringside. Sean Spears has been looking for a tag team partner uh, going on multiple weeks now. And actual indie wrestlers are submitting, like, applications to become Sean Spears' partner and lose. Uh, so he is at ringside uh, telling Michael Nakazawa to impress him. That's another little... That's the C plot of Oh, this is match. that what that was happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nack and Trent chop each other. Uh, Nack uses the baby oil so the chops are no longer effective. They slip right off, which again, with a group of people putting it over, is fine. In the case of this, it's Goofy. But that's not where it that ends. Goofy tag team moves. Lots of heads and dicks. Uh, oils up the rope and slides Trent's butthole on it. Oh. Um Dick headbutting I have written here. Uh, all these moves uh, have proper names, but uh, I couldn't be bothered to write them down. Uh, Kenny fires up uh, <laughs> after a hot tag. Powerbomb near fall uh, broken up by Knack. Knack puts uh, his jock strap in Trent's face, uh, which Jericho yells, he's going to puke. A reference to the immortal meme from one WWE documentary, Beyond the Mat, where uh, Vince McMahon, uh, a wrestler... Uh, without going too far into detail, a wrestler presents himself in front of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon asks, what's your gimmick? What can you do? And the guy says, I can puke on command. And then Vince McMahon's like, well, then do it. And the guy's like, and then Vince is like pretending he's on commentary. Like, they're in a boardroom and he's like, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. And he just says it over and over again. And it's fucking incredible. Does he puke? He pukes. You don't show it on the documentary, but he's like pukes in it. And then that guy got horribly injured and confined to a wheelchair shortly after that, and uh, died uh, shortly oh. after that. So, sad story for the he's gonna puke guy. Yeah. He's gonna... Okay. Uh, it's the it's the Venom... What was it called? The Venom Arm. So, Nak- Nak- Nakazawa takes off his jock strap. Oh, right. And he, uh, he stretches it over his hand. How did he take it off? He just, he, well, it's like two, because he's got his, like, briefs. Uh-huh. And then he just, he pulls one thing all the way down, like Mr. Bean at the beach, down around his foot, and then he pulls the other one out, and then he just takes out his jockstrap. It's he, just a plate. He he managed to do that without exposing himself? Well, he's done it a few times, I'm no, to gather. For, Michael for. Nakazawa. <laughs> uh, he's goofy. Like, he's... Yeah. I, I don't, I don't dislike Michael Nakazawa, but this is not the place for him. Like, he seems like a fine wrestler, but it's a lot of goofy comedy stuff. Which, again, has its place. Just not right here, right now, with no crowd. Knack kicks out of a pile driver, best friends, spear Knack for the pin, and it ends with a big hug between both teams. And Best friends. Good comedy match, good feel-good match, just the Venom arm. I like the part where the Venom arm is countered, and it instead goes into Kenny's face, his own teammate. And then there's the uh, fun wrestling spot where I can't stop rubbing my jock strap in your face. Like, I've missed, and now I'm rubbing it in your face, and I can't stop. I'm already in the middle of the move. I'm going to keep rubbing my jock strap on your face. You follow yeah. through. Yeah. Brody Lee pulls up uh, in, a, in a limousine outside a building somewhere. <laughs> he uh, makes fun of a bunch of schlubs lined up. There are three Dark Order members there. One of them, uh, nice tie, press shirt, looking good. For a jobber, the other two a little schlubby, uh, unwr- wrinkly shirts, badly tied ties, etc. Uh, he says, "Hey, you know, no one's gonna, gonna, gonna be taken seriously wherever you go, the airport, whatever. 
Uh, so he leads the guy who is well prepared through a door with a paper sign that says AEW Wrestling on it. And that's the last we see of that. Brandy's out. Chief Brandy Officer, as she calls herself. Uh, she's here to tell us all about autism awareness and uh, some stuff they're doing. They got some shirts or something like that. Uh, it's kind of part of a commercial break for me, so I didn't pay too much attention, but look at that. Britt Baker is interviewed post-match backstage, still with a bloody face. Yeah, still covered in blood. It's Dry been blood. like, it's been 40 minutes. Uh, so I don't know if they recorded this earlier and then bumped it up the show, or later in the show. Uh, but, like, wipe your face. Get a wet nap or something, please. Uh... So she's thankful that she didn't destroy her teeth, but then again, it wouldn't matter if she did, as she is a dentist and she could just fix them herself. Uh, and she lost half of her blood in that ring out there, which was good. Uh, Britt Baker, this was, this was like, she's good more than she's bad. It's just those those promos when she's, like, standing there talking where you're just like, oh my god. Yeah, it's I can't. very cringy. I can't stand that. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Uh, good good for her. Good, good showing here on AEW Dynamite for Britt Baker. Uh, another look at Moxley Hagar, where we see more of Hagar's uh, wife, who I believe is named like Catalina or Carolina or something. Hey, Hagar, whatever. Uh, she's a natural heel. Uh, she she very much is like, hey, in our family, it's all about winning kind of thing. Uh, and Hagar kind of echoes that sentiment here. Um, you don't win, I don't you know. Don't come home. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, shit. Uh, Matt Hardy is up next. Uh, to tell us about things. Uh, Brody is going to be in action. Cody versus Spears. It's all coming up after this commercial break. Matt Hardy responds to that hole in the ass, Chris Jericho. Uh, he says Jericho makes fun of him and the elite, but look at who Jericho has decided to surround himself with. A false god and fraud Latino in Sammy Guevara. Uh, he has only this to say about his Puerto Rican friends, uh, Santana and Ortiz. He loves Puerto Rican food and would love to eat them up. Or something like that. Uh, and then uh, Jake Hagar with his no personality. You might as well put bolts in his neck and call him Jake and Stein. Invites Chris Jericho to the Hardy compound. To wrestle? I don't know. Uh, and and that was kind of it from Matt Hardy. Good, uh, good stuff. Lee Johnson, uh, a local wrestler boy from Atlanta, Georgia, is out. He is 0-1 in AEW. I was saying to Krista, I like that. These guys who show up maybe on a dark match or like aren't signed... Uh, they just pop up here and again. There is some consistency with their characters, their jobbers, but hey, guess what? If they were ever signed to AW, they have this history. They have these matches taped. Uh, they have the same name, uh, which is a nice thing for, for these guys. Uh, so Lee Johnson now gets exposure on TV. Doesn't get a lot of offense in here, admittedly, as Brody Lee pretty much squashes him. Big boot, swanton bomb, uh, spinning clothesline, one, two, three, and that's the end of Lee Johnson. Uh, we cut to the side of the ring here as Brody leaves. Billy Gunn's son, I guess, is who this is, is holding a dog. So that's good. More dogs uh, at like ringside. It. Yeah. Well, usually there's like a big crowd and the animal's gonna get scared. But in this little, you know, let's have some dogs. Cats hanging out. Maybe like a, like a donkey. Have Sammy Guevara come out. Chickens? Oh. What's happening? Yeah, some chickens. Get some chicken fights going. <laughs> it's the safest. Um, he's gonna puke. TNT Championship quarterfinal, Cody versus Spears. Jericho, great on commentary. A good pace of a match. Billy Gunn um, and Spears shove each other on the outside of the ring. A springboard cutter near fall on Spears. Jericho reminds us, Cody can't challenge for the AEW title again. Just to, rem- just to remind you. 
That'll never happen. No matter where Cody is in the rankings, he cannot challenge for it. Uh, Cody Moonsault misses Spears' pile driver near fall, brawl outside the ring. Jericho puts over Canada. Uh, Sean Spears, a Canadian boy, saying the toughest wrestlers come from Canada. Uh, someone asks uh, why they have guardrails when there's no people. Jericho states it's so that you can hit each other with them. Uh, Spears <coughs> sets up a guardrail on the side of the ring here. Um, uh, Cody gets the, the upper hand after a dive, uh, gets the gets Spears ready for a, uh, a suplex of his own. Spears reverses it and plants Cody on the propped up railing. He hits his heels very hard here. Uh, and that's something that Jericho points out again as a wrestler... You can say things about pro wrestling and working without having to say it's fake. He's like, look at the way Cody's heels come down on this railing. Not something you would think of, but as someone who has been had this happen to them, Chris Jericho's saying, like, that fucking hurts, and you can fuck your feet up that way. Uh, it's neat. It's neat. It's a nice perspective. Yeah. Back after break, uh, Spears uh, pulling out a table. Cody dives at him. Cody sets up the table. Jericho calls out Pineapple Pete, a uh, local indie wrestler uh, who has an actual name who I'm not as familiar with, but uh, Jericho refers to him hereafter as Pineapple Pete. Uh, a jobber in a tropical shirt, I have written, faces uh, hold heel for Cody. This is the second time in this uh, show that the good guys at ringside held the bad guy so the good guy could get a free shot on him. Uh, so I think we need, I think we need some referee uh, intervention here. Cody distracted. Spears hits a C4 uh, on Cody through the table. It's your fault, Brandy, says Jericho, for distracting him. Uh, Spears hot dogs about missing countdown as Cody makes it back in before the count of ten. Uh, it's like a like a dumb bad guy thing. Instead of going to spear Cody or do a move on him and spear him, he's too busy one uh, hot dogging to no one about how how could Cody beat this this count back into the ring. Uh, and that turns out to be his uh, comeuppance as Cody reverses a C4 into two crossroads. One, two, kick out. Mm. Bubbly. Cody pins Spears with a figure four leg lock. He uh, he grabs him in the figure four and plants his shoulders, puts his leg over top of him, and pins him that way. Uh, Chris Jericho said in all of his days working wrestling, this is the first time he's ever seen this move. Although apparently there was a famous finish between Macho Man Randy Savage and I want to say... Ric Flair, could be completely wrong about that, uh, at a WrestleMania where someone got pinned with a figure four as well. So, cool match. Cody moves on in the tournament, uh, possibly f uh, facing, I guess, Darby Allin. Uh, who's, who's he against? I have my old notes here somewhere. But anyways, that was AEW Dynamite. Not the best one. Chris Jericho on commentary really works, and I hope they they hold on to it. Um, and that was that. Uh, you know, not a lot of great matches. It's becoming very evident uh, in the storytelling, that a lot of wrestlers just weren't available for these tapings. I don't know what the situation is. I don't know if these people weren't available, were told not to be available, were going on without them, whatever. But like Adam Page, who was really heating up that whole thing uh, from the pay-per-view with the Young Bucks and stuff like that, that's just kind of suspended in midair right now. As we don't know uh, when live shows will be able to happen. The blow-off of all of this was supposed to be a War Games match, which is 5v5 in a double ring. Uh, but you just cannot have that match. So... Uh, we have Total Bellas and we have Big Big Show. If I give my uh, voice a break, could you tell me about the Big Big Show episode one? I guess so. So Paul White, the Big Show. Oh, is that his name? Uh, Paul White, yes. <laughs> uh, he has a Netflix family sitcom, not called The Big Big Show, uh, unfortunately called no. the, Big Show, the Big Show Show. Big Show Show. Just hurts. It's like a square block going into a circular 
hole in my brain every time I say it. But Krista here has the rundown of the first episode. Tell us all about it. All right. So the uh, start of the show starts on a plane. Okay. <laughs> exciting. It's very exciting. Um, we see an old lady, an old okay. southern lady. She's very seems very sassy. Yeah. Enjoy her. Is she a planted grandma? Is she like a, I, she's in on it. Yeah. She's a working grandma. Okay. Um, plane seems you know a little questionable, but it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's Netflix. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, seated next to her is a little girl. No, nah, I wouldn't call her little. She's a teenage girl. Well, she's a teenage girl. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, stating how uh, she's moving to Tampa. Yes. To live with her her dad, uh, the right. big show. Yes. Yes. Her dad, who's retired. He just retired. Yeah. Her mom moved to another country without her. Yes. Now she's coming to live with the big show. Okay, so what's the... Her so this is Big Show's wife from a from a first marriage. Assu- yeah, I okay. assume so. Yes, and he is the Big Show in this show, but everybody is actors. Yes, as far it's as I very know, very confusing because <laughs> he's like himself, but he's not. It's like the what was the the Wayne's Brothers one, My Wife and Kids or whatever. It's like it's was him. Was he playing himself not, though? Uh, yes, was his name? I don't know. Uh, some people just pl- use their same name, I guess. It's weird that he is af- playing as the Big Show. Yes, and these are clearly. So the big Not. show's first wife, who he has a daughter with, yes. is moving to another country yes. and abandoning the daughter. Yes. So she's going to move back with big show and his current wife and two additional daughters. Yes. That is the setup of the show. Uh, we get the title, the big show show, and then what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut to big show at home trying to braid a little girl's hair. This is the first time we see the Big Show. This is the first yeah. time he. Well, I previous to this, they showed clips of him being Big Show, right. doing wrestling moves. Um, but here he is at home braiding, unsuccessfully braiding little girl's hair. Yeah. Um, and then his equally tiny wife. Yes. Um, who has to stand up on a two-tier <laughs> step stool to reach anywhere near Big Show's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, they also have a big house. Everything seems like yeah one and a half times. Yeah, but if, if you were a Big Show usual? making a house, you'd make a house that fits you, right? Okay, well, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> um, they're uh, talking about how they have to go pick up this the girl from the airport. Yes. Wife can't come. No. She's, she's got work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Couldn't she, take work off. Can't take work yeah, off. For the stepdaughter. She's, She's doing, she's got to sell a house. You're going to go pick up. Oh, she's going to sell a haunted house. Yes, yes. Yeah. She's, that pays she's, off in the second episode. <laughs> yeah. She's going to go see a, a haunted house and Big Show's got to pick her up on her own. Yes. And Big Show's whining. Yes. Uh, he. Almost the entire scene. Oh, everybody on this show is at about a 10. Yes. Uh, it is, if you've watched the Full House reboot, it's that. It's the, the cal- caliber of the acting is that from start to finish. But at least the... Except for the big show himself, he <laughs> somehow manages to find new levels of bad. <laughs> and he's an actor by trade. He's, yeah. a, he's a pro wrestler. And I like the big show. Uh, but the show is what it is. Well, they kind of act, they say their line, and then they wait for you to continue your line. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's no, uh, no flow there. So, uh, um, they have to go pick her up from the airport. There is some controversy in terms of where this new daughter will sleep. Uh, yes. So the next morning they are 
just about to leave to go pick up the daughter, but they realize they promised her her own room. Yes. Um, which means they have to go tell the middle the middle child, yes. whose name I don't know. There's like a Lily. Uh, Lola. Okay, maybe Lola is the eldest child coming to live. Okay. JJ is the youngest one who is... The middle one. The middle one, I don't know her yeah. name. <laughs> so she so, decides to host a sit-in in in the room. Yes. They have this huge mansion, but there are apparently only three only, bedrooms. Yes. Yeah. And the house is gigantic, but yes. only only two house. children's bedrooms they can fit in. Um, so she gets mad, and that's that. They go to pick up Lola from the airport. Is there a grandma character in this? Not as of yet. I thought I heard someone talking about a nana. So like, Nana, she's, she was going to take, like, a, an Uber back from the airport, but I, I thought I heard some talk of a Nana. Oh, no, she was talking to the old lady from the from the <coughs> airplane. Oh, okay. I, I don't know anything about a Nana. All right. I don't know. Because I'm not paying attention. Oh, I, maybe I wasn't paying attention. So they grab her from the airport. Uh, so they're picking up the airport, hijinks with a security airport. Oh, uh, mistaking Big Show for John Cena, and then being <laughs> asked to pick, be picked up. Um, Him responding to the cop asking him if he is John Cena is the most sincere acting I've seen from the big show. Yes. I guess, yeah. He's like, do I look like I wake up to moisturize in the middle of the night? That's my big show impression. Yeah, that's good. Uh, He always sounds like he's shouting. So they take Lola home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lola is from Minnesota. Yes. Uh, Minnesota. She loves hockey. Big into hockey, which as we know in Tampa Bay, Florida, is all the talk of the town. And I couldn't, for the life of me, understand why Minnesota, also known for, for amateur wrestling, yeah. sure, but Brock Lesnar is from, from there, uh, why she isn't just into wrestling and tie this back into the big show. I don't know. Maybe... Isn't uh, that weird? If you're going to pick a sport? Like, and his daughter's into sports. Um, but if if her dad is a wrestler and he wasn't around a lot, would yeah. you want to be into also, a thing that he's, in, that he's into? The Big Show's first advice would be like, okay, get a pituitary gland problem and grow to seven foot eight. Uh, she is surprisingly tiny for how gigantic the Big Show is. That's It's it's true. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Big Show does not have he's, big kids. <laughs> he just has regular size kids. I don't know if they were regular size. I feel like everybody else is sized smaller. Well, everybody's regular size, but they look small compared to Big Show. Uh, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Also, they cast, like, only Indian men who uh, are themselves uh, <laughs> hovering around 5'9 uh, on a good day. Uh, it seemed like every every casting choice outside of the Big Show in this was like, get me the most diminutive version uh, of <laughs> uh, grown-ups you can find. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Alright, so she's into hockey, but unfortunately the high school uh, that she will now be attending does not have a ladies hockey team. Apparently not uh, enough girls in Tampa Bay, Florida to form a hockey team. The whole of Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, so she she is able to try for the boys team? Uh, well, I, I think the answer was first no, but she was going to talk to her uh, big show Going to take things into his own hands. He's going to go talk to the PE teacher right. slash coach. Which ends in a physical assault. Uh, which ends up with the coach hung up on the wall yeah. like Even Stevens. Like the Even Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Encino Man before or that. Encino yeah. Man, yeah. Uh, um, so he's physically assaulted. Uh, JJ hears that he has to poop through a bag into a bag or something. Like he fucked him up so bad. Uh, Big Show's sorry, but that's how Big Show deals with issues. Yeah. Uh, and now she's on the boys' hockey team, but they are not passing to her. They are not treating her like an equal. No. Uh, Big Show goes to... So there's some some stuff here with the sit-in, 
where the girl's school is 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 uh, supporting her decision to not come to school and yeah, the- sit in the bedroom as it is unfair uh, that her older stepsister uh, should get it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of resolves itself, and I just rewatched the episode with you and I have no idea how that turns out. Uh, well, the uh, the girls make a plan. Now there's three of them. It's two against th- two. Three against two, I should say. They keep multiplying. Yeah. There's more and more big show daughters. <laughs> there's uh, three Now there's three girls <laughs> against two parents, and they're going to make a plan. They're going to hatch a plan so that everybody gets their way, except for the parents. Maybe also the parents. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in any case, uh, practice happens. Uh, big the girl, They're not passing to Lola. But the right. Big Show comes over, he's going to take matters into his own hands Yes, again. and my prediction was the Big Show would bust through a wall in the first episode, and it yeah. did not happen. It did not happen. Surprisingly, he provokes his young daughter yes. to slam him, to check him against the board. And they break the glass. And surprisingly not. You think that that would be what would happen. No. It was very disappointing. They didn't even, like, damage it? No. To the point of having to replace it? The Big Show fell over. Oh, man. Maybe he hurt his head. Took Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> in any case, they resolve that. Everything's all happy. Uh, Big Show home. shows that he, uh, even though he's a bumbling idiot yes. uh, who physically assaults people as a way of solving <laughs> problems, he does mean well. Uh, and she appreciates that out of the Big Show. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the episode. Uh, yeah, there's something at the end where they... The, Sit in, it gets out of hand, and then it's a wild sit in. Yeah, and then the... Big Show's like, "Check me into the boards real quick," and then <laughs> resolves it again. Yeah, he uh, yells at some children. They leave. oh, that he yells at them to leave. Yes, that's what. That's how that resolves. That's how yeah. that ends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, everybody gets their way, resulting to threats. Yes, uh, physical threats is how Big Show deals with his it, his issues. It really is. Oh, at the end of the episode, they sit down for dinner. Not only does this house not have more than three rooms, also does not have a dining table. They're all sitting around the coffee table. Weird. Their dinner, yeah. Which is fine. That's how the Big just, Show likes it. Just yeah. an interesting point. There's no table that both Big Show can fit under and his kids could be able to eat on top of. <laughs> uh, so they just split the difference and they'll just eat off the coffee table. Yeah. Uh, it, it's fine. It's like a cringy Netflix full housey experience. Uh, if you like the Big Show, here he is. <laughs> Act, acting, uh, it's fine. It's inoffensive. It's exactly. It's let's put it this way. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yes. <laughs> no more, no less. So, uh, thank you, the Big Show. We will uh, join uh, next next week, episode two, uh, <laughs> where, where I thought Big Show was going to destroy a couch. He doesn't, but he does destroy a great many other things uh, in the haunted house. They make up for the lack of broken things in this episode. Yes, and I would like to see. That continue. I would like to see it ratchet up. I would like to see Big House, Big House, Big Show, uh, get to the point of of doing structural damage uh, yes. to a building or a, a convenience store. Uh, go grocery shopping. I want to see him go through like a tower of sodas or something. Uh, just like he's he's this giant approaching fifty year old man, but he uh, can't, still can't control his girth. He's he's destroying <laughs> things. He's stumbling into banisters Never and learned. destroying them. <laughs> Uh, he's just, he is so powerful. Anyway, that was the big show. Thank you, Krista. You're welcome. Now, finally, the emotional, uh, the emotional part of the show here is we talk about Total Bellas season five, episode two recaps last episode with both Daniel Bryan and Bree not having another child, Artem losing his job on Dancing with the Stars and Nikki both inviting and uninviting Artem (laughs) to live with her. At least she was naked. Artem, oh. 
Uh, Artem and Nikki at dinner. Nikki asks Artem to do a home inspection of her house that he was no longer welcome to live in. Uh, after uninviting him to live with her, as I wrote here, uh, he is reluctant to do so, but apparently knows a lot about home renovations and little projects like that. Uh, so it would mean a lot to Nikki. Uh, Nikki then says, uh, as an aside, that her and Brie have been compared often to Flotsam and Jetsam, the <laughs> eels from Little Mermaid. Title break. Daniel Bryan and Brie. Uh, Brie discussing permission to write a book. This is the only time we see Daniel Bryan in this episode, I think. He's just hanging out in this in this. Yeah, one he's scene. in China. <coughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, Brie discussing permission to write a book. Have to talk to their mom and dad as they have a chapter on their childhood that's going to get real. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki has not seen her dad in at least five years. Brie uh, has apparently been seeing their dad more frequently. And that'll come up for most of the rest of this episode. Uh, Artem and Nikki are out for a walk admiring a tree that has had a giant branch fall. And uh, unfortunately not on anybody's car or property or person. Uh... Nikki reveals that her dad is out in Mexico with a new family, has two girls and one son, uh, that they have an on and off again relationship. Uh, she, uh, she has to hide mending the relationship with her, uh, birth father from her mom and JJ. Doesn't really explain why. It's kind of says it there. They keep a lot of things ambiguous in this, either intentionally so that you read the book or that people didn't want things mentioned on TV, but it makes you have to fill in some of the gaps for the worse, yeah. uh, in some in some cases here. Phoenix, Artem and Nikki are touring uh, the home. Artem is pointing out a bazillion issues that Nikki should be writing down. Uh, she takes absolutely shitty notes to Artem is a little upset about. Then Nikki talks about, like, fucking, and Artem just kind of smiles and puts up with her. She must be really good at having sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut to Mama Bella's house. Uh, they ask her to review the chapter. Uh, this is when their father's addiction is brought up for the first time, referred to as his addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't very clear through the entire episode if he was uh, addicted to cheating, like he was a womanizer, which it seemed like was what was being implied, mm-hmm. uh, or if he just had a drug addiction, straight up. Or like, possibly like a alcoholism? Who, kn- who knows? They don't, s- they don't say. Yeah. Uh, there was n- they never talked about like physical... Him, him, like, hurting them or anything, but they did talk about him leaving. They did talk about him and his addiction hurting the family. Oh. And it was it was never really clear if he was just cheating on the mom constantly, yeah. and she was, like, putting up with it Later for the sake the of the episode, kids. Later in the episode, he says, I'll never hurt a woman ever again. Right. So, so what's his addiction? In what, in what way? Murdering prostitutes? <laughs> like, we, they, without saying it, we don't know what, what the... It is. Uh, and you look at the guy, and you're like, it could be any of them. Yes. Uh, I could believe that this guy, speaking Spanish, could get women to at least go somewhere with him so you could hit them with a tire and, like, Ted Bundy or whatever the hell he was doing with them. Again, the show doesn't <laughs> tell us, so my mind is so like, what, is, what the fuck is this guy up to? It wasn't easy. Whatever it was. No. Uh, Bree's seen the dad more often and didn't tell the mom. And now, shit gets set off. Commercial break. <laughs> Just let it cool down. Mom is rip shit pissed, uh, pissed about Brie. Uh, Nikki says nothing this entire time. Uh, the mom, uh, to sum up, too long didn't read uh, as these women uh, yell at each other. Brie uh, is stubborn and is not giving in to her mom's feelings here about having seen the dad and hiding it from the mom for all the right reasons because she is worried about what her mom would think. Brie cannot bring herself to say this in this scene, and this is how things resolve with her and her mom two scenes later. So I'm speaking 
uh, with a little bit of, of forethought here. Uh, but th- but that was the the thing here. So Bree's trying to say like, hey, it's no big deal. It's my life. This is my dad. Blah 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 blah. When really what she's trying to say is, I know what he's done to you, uh, and I wouldn't want you to. to it's it's a whole lot of nothing. It's a whole lot of mom and daughter argument. Don't mom me uh, is a quote we get here, and then we get a don't Bree me from uh, from Bree as well to Nikki. So that's like a thing in their family. Don't my name me. Don't say my name. That's it. <laughs> uh, buy the book out soon is all I have written here. Uh, Bree and Nikki hit the road, leaving Mama Bella's house, and the argument somewhat continues. Uh, Bree not really seeing the error of her ways and how she navigated that conversation horribly. Yeah. Uh, especially because they thought their mom would be like an easy get. Like, just like, oh, mom is mom. So, like, let's show her these pages. And they didn't give her the. Well, they Nikki went about thought. it all wrong. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Nikki, uh, uh, while maybe not as world-weary as Brie, and that's a fucked up thing to say as well when you look at a lot of the things Brie does, uh, Nikki is a little more in tune to a people, uh, to people's emotions and what doing something would do. Uh, she's constantly the voice of reason for that, whereas Brie is more the uh, stubborn voice of... Uh, the louder voice, unfortunately. Uh is, is the squeaky wheel gets the grease, so to speak. The squeaky Brie. Uh, Brie, Nikki, and Artem are grabbing wine at what looks like a La Grotta-esque maybe supermarket restaurant. Because uh, mm-hmm. there was like a deli counter for gelato and like some other stuff going on around them. Brie's nervous to see Dad because she's worried about her mom. Um, something that she couldn't uh, say five minutes ago in front of the mom. And I said, well, that's what the mom was upset about, was that Brie was not uh, considering her mom's uh, emotions. Brie remembers housewarming gift for Nikki. Nikki, I still need to get you something. What would you like? Nikki says with a straight face, get me a butt plug in front of her niece, who is three. (laughs) (laughs) In front of everybody that was there. Loudly in front of everybody (laughs) in the restaurant. I can only hope for a relationship A housewarming butt plug. (laughs) Okay. Uh, hardware store. Where is five minutes of sexual innuendos. Yeah. Everything from nailing to hammering to drilling to caulking uh, has Nikki turned on and horny as hell. Uh, and she they need to leave because Nikki needs... It's the softcore porn part of the episode. Yes. Uh, last episode was Nikki with her In tits. Laundry, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So the best part of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brie and Mom are together again uh, at a lunch or something. Ask if they told each other's uh, family members about their row. Uh, I use the word row. Oh. Look at that. Uh, and uh, they did. Uh, mom told JJ and Bree told Daniel. Uh, tells mom uh, that she, Nikki, and Artem will be going to dinner with their dad very shortly. <clears throat> and uh, they kind of make up here. Because mm-hmm. they were just being being shit bitches to each other. Uh, JJ or Johnny? Are they still together? JJ is both the little girl from the big show and then also... Her, their brother the is brother, JJ. But then Johnny... Who's Johnny? Is that not the wrestling man that she married? That's that's their that's her stepdad. Yeah. John uh, Laurinaitis. Isn't that... Who? He has not... He has not been... He's not in the episode. Oh, maybe she did. I thought she, was I thought she said JJ. I oh, thought she was talking about... Johnny. We talked to the son. Yeah. I heard John. Johnny has not... He, John is not a John. character on the show anymore. Nor no, the, he's nor not around. They, yeah. He's not in the show, but they're still together. Yes. Okay. Presumably. Uh... Nikki and Artem are with a designer, and he's got a fun accent. Artem making suggestions on how the house uh, that he won't live in should look. (laughs) Uh, 
uh, which is kind of interesting. He's like, what do you want to do for curtains on these windows? And Nikki's like, Artem, what do I want to do for curtains on these windows? And he gives an honest opinion. And he's like, I, you know, ultimately I'm going to be spending a lot of time here. It might as well look nice. And also I like doing this mm-hmm. and spending someone else's money. So Artem's kind of a chill dude who's just going with the flow, as fucked up as it is for someone to ask you for interior designing tips on a house that you were uninvited to live in. But they are still together. So. Yeah. He knows how to make her happy, so he just does yes. it. Yes. Uh, you, you fuck her repeatedly. Oh. Group... <laughs> That's what I'm understanding from what I've watched of Total Bellas is Nikki's insatiable and uh, anything anything uh, can set her off. You're at the hardware store. You're just looking to pick up some stuff for the house. Mm-hmm. And Nikki's like, it's, not, it's no good. She needs help. <laughs> maybe this is, that's her addiction. Maybe oh, she's maybe. taking it from, hey, oh, they're, they're planning now seeds. There's, now there's deep. story here. This yeah. is the meta. This is the meta of uh, Total Bellas. The group preps for dinner with Dad, debate bringing up the chapter of their book. Maybe they just go for dinner with him and bring up the chapter another time. He arrives, uh, comments on Artem's skeleton tattoo. Uh, Dad's going to have a shower as he's coming straight from work or or a plane or whatever the hell, uh, which is kind of interesting that a a guest would come to your house and go for a shower. I don't know. You can be on TV. Artem is a chill dude. He's, He's cracking jokes with the dad. Uh, just, he's, he's, Artem's likable. He's, he's a nice guy. Uh, dad kisses Birdie. The dad seems like a nice guy, uh, based on what we see of him here. Again, we don't know the whole history. Mom and JJ are having their own dinner, uh, where mom kind of puts it online with JJ about what's, uh, what's bugging her about this whole situation. And JJ's just like, also kind of like over it at this point. He's just like, who gives a shit? Uh, things were tough, but it made it who we are today kind of thing. Uh, so they're all just kind of reassuring their mom that just like, hey, you know, this has to happen because these ki- your kids want this to happen, but that doesn't mean uh, that they still won't get drunk with you at the centard party. Uh, group dinner, uh, their dad uh, admits to having a blurry life uh, at that point of his life. Uh, his addiction, still ambiguous, comes up. Uh, talking about partying, again, could be drugs, could be sex, could be anything. Uh, they FaceTime with Daniel Bryan, who is shirtless. Uh, I don't know if you picked up on that detail. I did not. Uh, it says hello to their dad. It's picture time uh, with the Bella's dad and the Bella's. Uh, Nikki says they feel a little reconnected, and this kind of went the best way it could. Uh, and that was the end of the episode. Yeah. Side note, Artem's a great Instagram husband. He's a very good Instagram husband. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, don't just look at the camera. Make it seem like you're like, hanging out or whatever. And they're like, oh, Game good direction. idea, Artem. And then... Uh, <laughs> He's like, should I turn the flash on? And Nikki's like, flash, and then they disappear and go have sex in a closet or something. Oh. That's their, that's that's their relationship. That's yeah. their relationship. Uh, anyway, that's going to be the Sultans of Slam for this week. Uh, look forward to the public beta podcast now recorded over the internet with Reed sometime next week. Uh, our weekdays might be a little messed up here while we figure out a schedule that works. But Sultans of Slam likely coming to you on the weekends. Going to see if Reed will do AEW with me. Uh, Chris is going to let us know about the Big Show Show Episode 2. I apologize. Big Show versus Ghosts uh, next week. Uh, we'll have another episode of Total Bellas. We'll see what gets Nikki Randy next week. Uh, everybody have a happy Easter. Sa- stay safe, of course. And that's the Sultans of... Slam and welcome to the town. Come on and slam.